Hey listeners, thanks for tuning into our podcast, but we know you may have an idea for your own podcast and that's why we are recommending you go get Anchor. Mm-hmm. You can create your own podcast and then like maybe have us on as guests. You should definitely have us on. For oh, we're, we're, I just checked our calendar. We're busy, Ooh. Oh, but we're available on this day. We can pencil okay, we'll you be, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're we in. can do it. Okay, we, we it. said yes. Forget it. I don't like your ideas. <laughs> um, <laughs> Anchor is the system we use and it's got a lot of cool tools. You can actually, it's kind of a one-stop shop place where you can go, you can record, edit everything, even implement songs from Spotify into your podcast. Mm-hmm. And what I like about it the most, to be honest, is that it makes us money and I love money. And it also is free, which is kind of like, you know, you save money. It's like I think that's the biggest money. thing is like it's free. So you don't have to worry about like paying any kind of fee or signing up for thing. And they do everything for you. So you can go there. They will distribute your podcast for you so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all the other places your family are going to ignore you on. So uh, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started for free. Mm-hmm. Did we mention it's free? Free and you make money. You're going to make money. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe. Your family will ignore you. That's we're, true. It cuts to the core. We're not, we're not going to be on your podcast. Well, campers, uh, typically I don't do an intro to an intro to an episode, but this week is special. I know you guys have heard Meryl's crazy conspiracy theories, and uh, we thought it would be a great idea to get someone on here who is really in the gut of it, who can talk about it in ways that doesn't sound so crazy. And so we got this great guest and we use this new service where it's online and we were able to talk to him in his location. Uh, But the problem is the audio is not awesome. So that new service failed us miserably and uh, we were super bummed. But uh, we wanted to give you a heads up and let you know that there's a little bit of static uh, in the episode once you get in there. And uh, we just thought maybe you could imagine it's a crackling fire on a cool fall night. Um, so yeah, that's why I'm here to kind of tell you that. And, uh, we feel like if you stick around and you get in there, there's just so much great content. So we hope you enjoy and now on to the show. Come on kids now gather around, grab along and sit right down. What's that smell? What's that sound? You're on fire, now hit the ground. It's the campfire shit show. And now, your camp counselors, Bo Hufford and Mero Climo. Okay, I think they're ready. I don't think they're ready. I think they're ready. Are you just going to keep saying, I think they're ready, and then I'll say, I don't think they're ready? Oh, I'm not talking about our listeners. I'm saying like the mozzarella sticks in the oh, oven. Definitely. I think they're ready. It's definitely. been like for, you know, they've been baking it. For yeah, I heard minutes. I heard it go ding. Yeah, me too. But I think our I think the people really are ready oh, as well. Oh, they are? Yep. For the mozzarella sticks? And for today's podcast. There's no way that anyone is ready for today's podcast. You will question if the sleeping bag we're getting into is even real, who's making the sleeping bag, and why it's zipped open to a dark realm. Yeah, guys, from the very first episode... Uh, we've had this reoccurring thing happen, which is I'm I'm getting messages from people asking, is Meryl really that crazy with all this Illuminati shit, the Pizzagate, the fucking clones and the Beyonce? Oh, oh don't forget. Yeah, I was going to say, don't forget my uh, belief that Beyonce is channeling demonic spirits. Yeah. Well, today we're actually jumping in the sleeping bag <sighs> with someone who is right smack dab in the middle of all of it. <laughs> 
so you guys this is near and dear to my heart uh the podcast that i get a lot of my information from and then tell it in completely the wrong way to people right. is called uh, Conspiracy Theories and Unpopular Culture. And Isaac Weinhaupt is the host of it. He's the researcher of it. He's pretty much like the best person I know in the field because it is a field. And yeah. uh, he has written a book called The Dark Path. He also has a book out about like rap, you know, uh, Illuminati and occult stuff and rap music. He also does a big thing on Stanley Kubrick films. Like I love Isaac and he is kind of who I turn to for my conspiracy news. Don't blame him for some of my weird theories because he actually like what explains I, it. What I love about this uh, interview and, and through a lot of it, you'll hear, I, I just kind of shut the fuck up and listen to him. Uh, what I love about this is that he puts it into terms and ideas that I can actually listen to and go, okay, I, I guess I sort of see that. Whereas uh, Meryl's like the uh, water purifier that like, you put the regular water in and then it yes. comes out, uh, you know, <laughs> Chef Boyardee ravioli. I would agree with that. And so I was really happy to hear his ideas and thoughts. And, and, and honestly, like, I just felt like I could have talked to him all day long. Me too. Hopefully we'll, uh, we'll record with him again soon because there's constantly so much happening in this realm. Yeah. I also just want to say thank you to Isaac for still believing in us and coming on the show because over the past couple of months, like, I'll be like laying on the beach in Santa Monica and then I'll message him like, what do you think about this news? And he always writes back. So like now I have taken, I, Bo said that I might have scared him a little bit with my, uh, you know, how excited fan I was. Your fangirl mentality. But just because this has been, you know, the person I turn to for my news. Well, the reason I say that is because you're really like, we should hang out. Let's talk. Let's do this. Let's do that. And it's like, yeah, but when we recorded today, uh, we were doing a video chat thing and he's like, uh, yeah, I'm not going to share my image. I don't want you guys, right, which is I don't want anybody to see what I look like. Yeah. Also, I use a fake name. Right. Also, <laughs> which is so, understandable. Yeah, it is understandable. But the last thing he wants is a fangirl trying to be like, let's meet up and have fucking biscotti. That's true. You're right. But if you are going to get biscotti, there's a great place <laughs> over in. <laughs> <laughs> but you hate biscotti. Uh, so, yeah, we have Isaac on today. OK, this is a little bit of a warning to, okay, to people. Go ahead, go ahead. I want to be mindful. I say some things here that in the podcast that are my beliefs and um it may like upset you, rattle you, you know, make you feel like I, because we talk about what like, what the fuck are you doing? You say shit every episode that rattles people. Get out of here. We're going in the sleeping bag. Let's go talk to Isaac. Welcome to the Campfire Shit Show. Hello, everybody. So we are so excited to talk to you. I, uh, as you can tell by my like 2 million messages to you over the past couple of months, I am really a fan of your work. And um, to me, who's kind of like a little bit of a, I would say crazy conspiracy theorist, I wanted to bring you on to help kind of unlock a little bit of the, you know, the, uh, the irrational, because I feel like you do it in a really rational and intelligent way. So, okay. So I'm just going to jump in. So, so Isaac, you run one of my favorite podcasts and you host it and do everything for it. Uh, it's called Conspiracy Theories in Unpopular Culture Podcast, right? And how long has that been going for? Well, it's been going, oh man, I should know the answer to that. I would, so I started the website back in 2011 and in like, I wrote the first book in 2012. Then I started dabbling with the podcast maybe a year later, but it was very amateur. Uh, I was very much not committed to it. So like I did like 
and when I say not committed, I did like maybe six to 10 shows a year and it was very poorly put together. Uh, <laughs> and I really started focusing on trying to improve the, the content and the quality about two years ago. And I've been real consistent for the last like one to two years on putting out shows regularly. Cause I, you know, it, it, it was funny because all that like kind of woo woo stuff about the universe putting stuff in your way. I kept getting requests to do the podcast more and I hated the podcast because I, you know, I, just, I don't know. It, I'd, I'd rather write, um, but, and go on other people's shows, but people kept wanting the podcast. So I, I, I did, did all this stuff to make the podcast happen and, and people really dig it. And, and uh, so now I'm using it to fuel my energy to make it a better product for, for people. You know, because by trade or by education, I should say I'm an engineer. So engineers aren't big on talking traditionally. Um, so, yeah, podcasting wasn't <laughs> something I even wanted to get into. But here I am. Uh, but it, it actually works out better. I'm actually able to give out more information uh, more efficiently through the podcast versus writing. So I'm. Yeah, about the last year or two, I've been really focusing in on it. I love it. And then, what came first, the your podcast or um, the the book, the sacrifice uh, magic behind the mics? I know. And will you tell people a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've 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 I wrote like a madman for a few years because what it, what had happened was I I I graduated from college with my four year degree. I'm not going to make this a long drawn out history of me but I <laughs> no you can't i will talk to you for like eight hours yeah okay and then before i started grad school uh you know if anyone who's like worked full-time and gone to college full-time at the same time realizes like you're at this hectic pace of just non-stop thinking and doing things and homework and tests and i couldn't shut off the motor cool so i started the website just screwing around and then i started grad school and you know I wrote like a thesis and all this stuff, which was like a hundred some pages. And it, it dawned on me and I thought, why don't I just write basically a thesis on this conspiracy stuff I'm so interested in. And that's mm -hmm. what my first book was a grand unified conspiracy theory. Uh, then I wrote a sac sacrifice magic behind the mic. Okay. I love that. And like, have you seen that was, I feel like you put that out before even the wave of it kind of being all like, so in our face now, um, I mean, do yeah, you feel like at the world back then. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, okay. So I mean, there, there's so many questions and so many things, but one thing is like, oh, oh, don't you feel like over the past couple of years, it's almost been like more visible and more, it seems to me that there it's been like more, uh, mainstream now, if you will, where like even on people's Instagram accounts now, when Katy Perry puts out her album, I'm seeing people comment like Illuminati confirmed, <laughs> you know? So, um, I feel like there's, we've hit this, like, a critical mass of it starting to be at least maybe it's like a funny thing for some people or maybe it's just a silly thing or whatever but uh do you see that the over the past couple of years it's become more overt absolutely and and what had happened was in 2016 is when it all changed really um when donald trump got in because prior to that uh it was and i can i can base this on a couple of ideas um one running my website since 2011 there there's when you run a website or a podcast or whatever, there's like a business element to it where you have to understand what your statistics are, your page views. Uh, you have to figure out how to dial all that in for search engine optimization and, and so on. From 2011 until 2016, I was on a, on a, on a linear uh, graph of 
increasing in page views every month. I was up to half a million page views a month. And I was routinely, every single article I wrote immediately on the front page of Google, top three hits every time, every time. Wow. I, I mean, I was crushing it with traffic and it was doing really well. Mm -hmm. Then that, that linear progression that was going upward peaked 2016 and started going down at the same exact rate. And now you can't even find me on Google. If, I mean, you can find me with certain combinations of keywords, but you used to type in like Katy Perry Illuminati and boom, I was on the top. But now you type in, you know, I'm, I'm using this as an example. I don't, uh, you know, Katy Perry Illuminati and you'll get Buzzfeed articles and uh, uh, CNN articles and all these, you know, the filtered crap that they want you. That's as deep as they, they being the Illuminati, as deep as they <laughs> want you to go. And, and in my, my research, what I understand that, and, and I, and I'll try to, I know you don't want to talk all day about this, but like when, if you look at the, uh, uh, countering foreign intelligence act that was signed back in March, 2016, they were saying about how, uh, foreign governments were dabbling in the, into the politics and into elections. And basically they knew that other countries were messing around with Facebook and all this stuff. They knew it back in March. Then Donald Trump got in and everyone's shocked and, oh my God, it was all this fake news and they acted all surprised, but they were talking about this months and months prior to it. They knew that was happening. They allowed it to happen. And I think that what they're trying to do, give conspiracy a bad name and they're conflating Donald Trump and a lot of the uh, unappealing things that he does to people like Alex Jones. And yes. they're trying to yeah. make... Yep. They're trying to make conspiracy a right wing thing. And I've been screaming for the last year or two that, look, it's I, I'm not a right wing guy. And most conspiracy people I've ever talked to, sure, there, there's a there's definitely a leaning to the right on, on many of them. But for the most part, they're saying uh, most conspiracy people don't believe in a two party system uh, because they're both, you know, gang colors and uh, it's a control agenda all, throughout. So anyways, yeah, I, I think in the last two years, it's and, and, and with the with the, the freaking uh, pipe bombs stuff that's happening in the last couple of days. I don't know where that's going, yeah. but my argument has been they're going to go after the First Amendment and free speech and, and crack down on, on voices like mine, even though I'm like you said earlier, like I'm trying to be the rational one saying, uh, you know, uh, trying to present the information as I understand it based on factual research. And uh, I, I think they just want to shut down the whole thing in the in the name of safety and you know whatever it's like some real fahrenheit 451 stuff you know yeah and i was gonna say i found you at a time when i was um you know looking for some alternative information to kind of what i believe to be you know i, I wanted a different take on like the news and popular culture just started feeling a little bit weird to me in my gut and i started kind of getting led down the path by my own youtube <laughs> searchings and stuff and it seemed to me that a lot of the quote unquote, like conspiracy theories and stuff, they lead back to this, like the way to save yourself is to believe in the Lord, savior, Jesus Christ. And it's like, I'm G or I'm Jewish. And so like, that doesn't really speak to me. So like when I found you, I like that at the end, there wasn't this, um, like you're kind of like, you don't really talk about, you were very like bipartisan. You don't really talk about having a certain religion to save you. It seems like it's way more based on fact. And now that you said that you're an engineer, that makes a lot more sense to me. But um, it, it's not this weird, like Catholic, uh, you know, thing. Do you find, have you heard of that too? Where a lot of the stuff is like yeah. very Jesus-y? 
Yeah, no, absolutely. You're you're 100 right. And um, I like I, I said in the past, like I was born and raised in the Christian faith, and I still am. But I've I've been I don't want to say agnostic at times, but like I get you know st- especially studying the sciences, I, I get how like that isn't for everyone, and especially in America with uh, the evangelical crowd, uh, the things that they get into are are pretty gross sometimes and to me like i i go to an orthodox christian church and like even though i don't stand behind a hundred percent of everything i've ever heard from every orthodox christian um there, there's certain elements of it that that i disagree with uh, but for the most part i i stick with it and but i don't i don't go into that territory because i'm not that well versed in a lot of the sort of dogma um and, yeah. and that's why i don't get into it and and to me it's a distraction when people like get into this whole like anti-Semitism stuff and, and anti-gay stuff. I think it's all a distraction and like, you know, I don't think it's when you get down to the core of what's happening here, because from, from what I understand, from what I can sort of prove is that there is a control system. There is an agenda. They place these symbols and ideas in entertainment and they distract us from what's really going on. And I think part of the distraction is to get us talking about, uh, you know, uh, gay marriage, abortion, they get us talking about stuff that we've already been past. Like we've evolved past all of that years ago and they want us to keep, keep distracted so they can keep doing whatever it is they're doing. So I try not to like get into that territory too much. Cause I think it's too divisive and, and doesn't yes, help. And, and I think, yes. And one way I relate to you a lot is uh, and I was telling Bo before this is that you believe all of this and you've made a you know a livelihood out of it, but yet you still admit that you love a good Rihanna song. <laughs> and um, you know, kind of where I wanted to lead in with celebrity and popular culture is like I go to Coachella and I'm a huge Fifth Harmony fan. Like I really am a harm or you know I I was a harmonizer now I'm a Camilleizer. You know, but but I also <laughs> so so I partake in culture, you know, I'm not sitting alone wearing tinfoil on my head, but I also deeply believe and part of the fun for me, quote unquote, is now even like noticing the symbolism and kind of looking at it from like a detached observational way. Um, So I kind of wanted to like, even discuss with you, I guess, my first question is, how would you describe to our audience? Like, what is the Illuminati? Like, we'll kind of start really big from there. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good idea to kind of start with the big picture, because real easy you can get buried in the weeds and i've uh you know i've researched a lot of david ike when i started out and uh-huh. you know his his books are a thousand pages his lectures are eight hours long and like most people are like so tuned out they can't hear all that <laughs> um yeah so like so what's this idea of the illuminati um it's 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 a group of thought leaders and you know, secret societies that look at the the history of the occult occult meaning hidden uh, see this thread that takes you back hundreds of years ago all the way to pythagoras and earlier where there's there's sort of insider knowledge and ancient wisdom that they've passed down through these mystery schools uh, secret societies and so on now to be deemed worthy up to you know whoever possesses that knowledge and that information because knowledge is power of course so they don't give it to everybody so it used to be that you would be an initiate in one of these secret schools and take you know, 
vows of silence for five years. That's what Pythagoras's uh, first school was before they would teach you these messages. And if you if you read through the history of the occult, you've got all of these people that were that were synthesizers of of ancient wisdom, and they would travel around the Middle East and and, and Greece and Rome and Egypt, and, and they would compile information of this ancient wisdom and present it to their initiates. Now, if you fast forward through the last you know couple thousand years, one could argue that top one percent. The elitists that have more wealth than they could ever spend the only thing left for them is a higher calling some kind of higher um what the freemasons call the great work and that is uh who the illuminati is it's these people that seek to conduct what they call the evolution of consciousness they want to create the new world order that we hear about so often um now a lot of people you know, a lot of people say, well, who's in it? And, you know, I don't know. I'm not invited to the meetings, but like these people, you, you can, you can get a sense for what's going, that something is going yeah. on, that there is a control force, a power structure, we'll say just by, um, by reading up on some history. Like for example, uh, Oliver Stone's got a great series on Netflix can't remember what it's called uh, the untold the untold history of america i think it's called and in it you find all this sort of buggery that these people are doing even go back to there's a politics for the new american century it was like one of these super PACs of republicans back in like 95 they were talking about how they needed another 9-11 i mean not another another pearl harbor sorry another pearl harbor <laughs> to, in, we're, we're talking time to, traveling uh, here already <laughs> Uh, they need another Pearl Harbor in order to, to further their agenda of trading all these countries in the Middle East. And, you know, what happened on 9-11? You know, uh, some hijackers from Saudi Arabia made us <laughs> infiltrate Afghanistan, which took us over to Iraq and Syria and, you know, all these countries that were laid out in this document in the 90s. Uh, and, and you can go on and on. There's there's uh, Henry Kissinger talks about how you got to control the the food to control the people. Then do a little research into nutrition. Oh. I, I was heavy into nutrition for years and uh, you can't trust the FDA because they're bought off by Coca-Cola and Monsanto who is run by Donald Rumsfeld and high fructose corn syrup, which is like this genetically modified Franken food to make us crazy. And then uh, they go hand in hand with big pharma to give us these opioids and the, and the SSRIs. Uh, you know, it, it's a whole, it's a whole big system, you know, from my perspective that you can see that there's something some kind of higher power structure going on and that's what when we say the illuminati that's what we're referring to okay and then so i'm really interested in you know this being used i mean, i know it's probably uh, all over politics you know even probably some religious figures that we you know think are preaching to us and about one thing but really it's probably something else like subconsciously but uh celebrity wise so okay so someone like a katy perry or a fifth harmony or something like at what point so how do you what's your perspective on like you know at what stage of people's careers they get asked like to be in the illuminati and is this like a meeting in santa monica on thursdays like like you know is this 
um, you know, how would it begin in your perspective for someone like a, like a Katy Perry or a Beyonce or like a Lady Gaga? Like, you know, they're obviously a normal person at some point. Mm -hmm. And then is it like when they're on the X Factor or is it like, you know, L.A. Reid takes them into their office and then they get assigned like a handler to be with them? Like, how would you see that happening? Well, you know, of course, there's no way of telling who is, is in this group per se, uh, but you can tell by the symbols that they use and, and coded messages that their handlers are involved in the agenda. And that's what I've been kind of researching the last several years on the website. Um, and sometimes you see these artists kind of like have these mental issues, um, which, mm-hmm. again, could could be authentic, but maybe not. People like Britney Spears and so on that have just really weird things like when she shaved her head uh she was um she was talking about how they were plugging things into her and then she carved uh, 666 in her in her hand all these weird things and and we could just it's easy to say well they're just crazy they're just under a lot of stress but yeah i don't know if you compile all the information and see that they're all kind of doing the same thing uh for instance beyonce Talks about channeling Sasha Fierce. Mm-hmm. Of course, channeling of spirits is an occult practice. It's uh, they've, they've been talking about this for hundreds of years since John D. and Edward Kelly were doing this over in uh, you know Queen Elizabeth's court, uh, scrying in the mirrors and whatnot. So you you hear all these celebrities they talk about channeling these alter egos, have all these different names like Nicki Minaj has like. Well, different alter egos like Roman Zelansky and all this stuff. Um, it, it makes you wonder because you, it's real easy to dismiss it and just say, well, I mean, these are just artists doing weird artist things, but they're all doing the same thing. They're all being depicted as uh, goddess entities of, of the Scarlet Woman, which is connected into Aleister Crowley. Beyonce, Rihanna, they all have this goddess archetype. And and what was curious with Beyonce is um how she she said that she she could feel this this spirit of Sasha Fierce coming into her when she performed. And um then then she killed the killed <laughs> Sasha Fierce by merging it into herself. Look at when you understand some of the practices of these occultists, <laughs> yeah. such things as alchemy, the alchemical processes, like they, what they call the reconciliation of opposites, you can see that what she's saying is she reconciled the opposites within her, reconciled the Sasha Fierce with the Beyonce entity. Um, you know, and of course, of course, uh, Katy Perry had that whole deal where she was on the interview and said that she sold her soul because she wanted to famous and she was originally going to be a gospel singer like amy grant so she said that and then beyonce of course she was also started out as a, a sort of like pro-christian you know gospel singer at some point um that they, they seem to be obsessed with turning gospel pro-christian artists into sort of dark occult figures and um I don't know that Katy Perry or Beyonce understands what's happening. I think perhaps they get deceived into it. Um, I don't know that there's a, a, a 
know, Satan comes down with a pitchfork and makes him sign the contract per se. But I think that the, <laughs> you know, I always wonder, is this like a, like Thursday at 2 PM, do they just go in someone's basement and like get shocked by like, you know, by, or, or is it like a, like, do you, do you envision, you know, someone like a Camila Cabello who I love, you know, but, but obviously she's going under some, you know, monarch programming, which we're, we'll talk about in a little bit, but like, do you see her like driving somewhere to get this done every like Wednesday afternoon? Or is it the kind of thing that gets done no. once a year or like, what do you no, no, okay. I, I I think it's far more insidious than that. I, I, I give these people more credit than to uh, think they, they'd be that sort of like brazen about it. Um, I, I, I think it's, so if you look at who we're looking at, who's this Illuminati, um, we have to understand what their, what their purpose is. Um, yeah. And what they're, what they're, and, and without, I don't want to, I don't want to like start going into like real deep stuff. Cause some people might not really, <laughs> I don't want to talk about like, you know, hermeticism and all this stuff, but to zoom out a little bit, we have to understand that this Illuminati group, they're, they're doing they believe in a different alternate version of reality, a different history, and they want masses to be indoctrinated in it as well. And they want this new world, which is actually the old, the old world. It's this old pagan beliefs and uh, ritual magic and witchcraft and uh, communicating with the subconscious. And, you know, it ties into, of course, the Prometheus, Lucifer, satanic stuff. But um, we have to understand that, like, they don't, I, from, from my research, I don't think that the Minati or Katy Perry or Beyonce, I don't think they um, think they're doing wrong or doing evil. I think they feel like they're doing us a favor. They're trying to liberate us to the truth. They, as they understand it, um, like look at Ariana Grande, right? She was a Catholic. Yes. And she became famous. Now she's practicing Kabbalah with Madonna. Well, you know, Kabbalah is in the wheelhouse of all this occult religious sort of ideas. Um, so I think that, and, and if you've ever been, you, I think you're in Southern California, you've been to Los Angeles. There's a real, real, uh, new agey vibe to it. Oh yeah. Kind of the cool sometimes- hip thing to do. Exactly, which I even have my own take. That's a whole other separate podcast. But I actually like I don't uh, subscribe to like Kundalini yoga. You know, like I I actually you know do think that that's a little bit um, <laughs> occultish, and I, I you know I have my own thoughts on the Kundalini experience and that kind of stuff. But um, I was going to say when you mentioned Ariana, that would led me to my next question was um, you know even like something like when Ariana's wearing the the bunny ears, the rabbit ears. Uh, I think that that's a symbol that she's a, a beta sex slave. Will you, uh, will, will you tell the people why I think that, or like, or, you know, the, the sane version of why that may be something. And, you know, now they have those ears are now like little girls at forever 21 are buying those ears thinking that they're being cute and like kittenish, but um, kind of like, you know, what's a, what's a sex kitten and why is that something that's relevant? Well, so if you if you uh go down this path of of MK Ultra mind control, we can look at MK Ultra. It's a system that the CIA was run or a uh, program they were running from the 50s to the 70s, and that's fact. And they 
Uh, some whistleblowers came out in the 70s and said, hey, this is happening. And there was an investigation done. But but what would you know? They destroyed all the documents. So there was only a couple of sort of pieces of information they could garner from the investigation. And from what from from what we do know for fact is that they the CIA was trying to figure out how the mind worked. Uh, it, this is during the Cold War, of course, because they thought the Russians had truth serum so they wanted to figure out how the brain worked and all these experiments and they introduced lsd to the to the masses through timothy leary and so on which is a whole thing but um anyway so they were they were practicing all these mind control operations and a woman named kathy o'brien she wrote a book called transformation of america and she lays out a very detailed um story about how she was part of this program back then and how she would get transported to different handlers. How Disney and Disney world was involved with this sort of thing. That mm-hmm. sounds crazy on the surface, mm-hmm. but if you look at Walt Disney, you know, and he's the, he was in the, the Freemason Freemasonic order of Demo lay, which Demo Lay is he's the Grand Wizard of the Knights Templars back when they got broken up in 1307 on Friday the 13th. And these Knights Templars were worshiping the Baphomet, which is that satanic goat, and doing all these sort yep. of uh, rituals and stuff. So, so the argument is that Walt Disney was involved with this. Now, I don't know if he was or not. I've never met the guy. But he's got he's got a club thirty a hidden club thirty three, uh, I think it's Disneyland or Disney World. I don't remember which one. Uh, which thirty three is an important Disneyland? Yeah. yeah, it's in Disneyland. Okay, yeah, and then that's an important number in Freemasonry because that's the highest degree of uh, uh, Freemasonry only, uh, invitation only sort of thing. Once you get up that high, um, and then you look at a lot of his his. Uh, a lot of his like the early propaganda films were made through Disney for the for the war back then. Uh, then you look at all the Disney movies and how there's the, the mother and father characters are either weak or they die off immediately. Uh, you know, like Bambi's the most obvious. Um, and mm-hmm. anyway, so so then, of course, the Mickey Mouse ears ties into Walt Disney, and um, the idea is that it's a lot more sinister now. I watch Disney, like even even you know the old the young Disney stars like a Miley Cyrus or a um, I think Disney's kind of one of the biggest culprits of childhood. Uh, I don't want to say abuse or trauma, but you know I think Disney. I see Disney in a little bit more of a sinister light now. Yeah, and and. Um... And if you look at Alice in Wonderland, that was a tale meant to, and and it's funny to me because I grew up and I never, it sounds weird, but I never watched Disney movies. The only Disney movie I ever saw growing up was Alice in Wonderland and I loved it. Um, And Alice in Wonderland is all about making kids question the nature of reality. And it's an initiation tale because um, these ancient secret societies, they would they would always have their practitioners go underground for three days, a ritual sort of ceremony before they could come mm-hmm. back up and light. So anytime you see a, a entertainment where the character is either going into a cave or going underground, uh, symbolizes them 
being reborn into this new occult belief system, which is what happens at the beginning of Alice in Wonderland, where she goes, uh, she falls down a hole. Which also is another symbol in music videos and popular culture. When I see like bathtub scenes, you know, especially of a lot of female pop stars, there's a ton of them. Um, of just kind of in music videos, you know, someone going into the bathtub. I think of that as like a kind of like a key to me of kind of like, oh, they're, you know, that's a symbol that they're either being reborn. Um, I know, you know, people can dive in more to your podcast if you're, if they're interested, but you do a lot on the rituals um, of, you know, celebrities dying in bathtubs and kind of what that means and what your, your perspective is on that. So I was going to say the same as a cave, like I think of, of the bathtub as kind of a symbol that we see a lot and um you you do a good job of explaining why we see that a lot on your on your podcast yeah yeah i cover that that seems to be coming up a lot lately because like the uh, lead singer from the cranberries died in the bathtub whitney houston and her daughter bobby christina both died in the bathtub and when you look at witchcraft rituals there is this idea that there's a called a cleansing ritual and they do it for the goddess to cross over into another dimension. <clears throat> um, now that I mean, there's a lot of a lot of sort of routes you can take with that, but um, essentially, yeah. Anytime you see like um, what was that movie with Keanu Reeves, Constantine? I think they do a crossover by going through the bathtub. Same with Stargate; they go through the Stargate through like what looks like water, you know. Um, but yeah, you see all these, these elements, you have to wonder what's going on because like with the Whitney Houston thing, I, I talk about her all the time because, um, she's the, the most sort of obvious example of what's happening here because when she died, a lot of people don't realize her daughter, the same, in the same hotel one night prior to Whitney dying in a bathtub, Bobby Christina was almost died in a bathtub. Um, now that's very strange, isn't it? That on, on, you know, I don't know what night it was Thursday night. We'll say Bobby Christina was found almost dead in a bathtub in that hotel. Then the next night, her mom dies, actually dies in the bathtub. Then, uh, two, three years later, Bobby Christina is found dead in a bathtub. Meanwhile, all of Bobby Christina's friends said she was like terrified of bathtubs, which in and of itself is kind of a strange statement to make, but, uh, mm -hmm. you know, your your own mother dies in a bathtub. That's pretty traumatic. Yeah. So, anyways, the, the, right. idea, Very. the idea is that they um they uh they 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 sort of force this upon people. And and we're talking about mind control stuff a minute ago. We can look at Kanye West. Uh, we could talk about Kanye West for hours, but uh, you know when he <laughs> before he had his his breakdown where he went to the hospital during that St. Pablo tour. His, his uh, Kim Kardashian was in Paris when she got robbed. And if you look at the footage, I had a video on my YouTube before they banned me. Uh, there was a video clip on, I don't remember if it was TMZ or one of those tabloid shows. And she was talking about how they tied her up and put her in the bathtub. And oh, yeah. Kanye yep. finds about the whole thing and Kanye loses his mind and, and goes freaking crazy. And, and probably rightfully so. I, I think the Illuminati confronted him and threatened him and said, Hey, she's going to get the uh, Whitney Houston treatment. If you don't do whatever, I don't know, uh, start <laughs> supporting Donald Trump. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that uh, was weird stuff, right? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's almost like, you know, I encourage people to kind of, you know, form your own opinions, of course. But now I feel like I almost have a game where, for example, you know, I saw uh, Sean Mendez, the pop star Sean Mendez, his his latest album is uh, like it's fragmented pieces of his face. And a few years ago, I wouldn't think anything of it. But now I kind of am like, oh, he's undergoing uh, some programming and now he has like a that's to symbolize his like dissociative identity <laughs> so right right. You, like I know which 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 sounds fucking nuts but like but once you start kind of and you know the same thing so Camila Cabello to reference her again because you know I think she's a huge one that I love her so much but she her album cover is her with a giant butterfly like on her face and to me that symbolizes okay she's going through a little bit of like monarch training so so or monarch programming um so will you kind of once again tell the people in a sane way what what that is even and um yeah yeah and in fact i think uh not a i'm not a, a giant cabello camilla cabello fan but i didn't she recently have some kind of mental breakdown too that she'd like shut a concert off yes. or something like that uh she had quote unquote dehydration which is like so funny because that's totally quote yeah, I love I love dehydration and exhaustion because that is like always a code for that they're they're having like a, a mind control glitch or meltdown. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the dehydration thing's classic. But anyways, yeah. So uh, to get back on the MK Ultra stuff, the uh, one of the ideas is that they they if you've ever seen Manchurian Candidate, it's kind of an example of what this looks like. It's um, what they do is they traumatize the victim. What that does is it creates an amnesic barrier it's kind of like when someone gets into a car accident and when they come to they say they don't remember what happened it's because the mind defends itself and it shuts down when it senses like some heavy trauma and huh, okay um, they, do, they, they, they supposedly do it the same way they they induce trauma and what that does is it creates the barrier and then it creates a sort of uh compartment inside the mind and this is where the dissociative identity disorder stuff happens, where you start getting these alter egos. Um, and you can um, you can see how, when we talked earlier about Beyonce and Nicki Minaj having all these alter egos, that, that's the argument is that they were given this treatment. Um, but a lot of artists do it. Tons of artists do it. Uh, you can, and if you look at what I found curious when I was researching for, Sacrifice magic behind the mic. I talked about MK Ultra stuff a lot. Research that you, some of the sub programs that you can read about, uh, they were doing ESP and and practicing magic, ritual magic. Which again, that makes sense if you look at Walt Disney because all, the entire Disney franchise is based upon mm-hmm. magic. It's all. I mean, they, mm-hmm. they say magic, and what the and you know it just depends on how innocuous you want to make that phrase but like look at ritual magic and the occult practices the idea that thoughts can create reality which which like look i get um talk about you know thinking positive thoughts that helps like true yeah but um you look at stuff like chaos magic where people can actually charge up a sigil to of Mickey Mouse and try to embody some of the you know, qualities of whatever character they are, uh, you, you can get into as deep as contacting entities from another dimension to negotiate powers from them. 
you know, this this magic stuff can go pretty deep, and that's why that's why Harry Potter was given to the youth twenty years ago because they want they want in, in their big agenda to the new world to make man God, and man can become God through practices of magic, where they create reality through thoughts. And that's what uh, you know. Harry Potter's got all this. I, I never read the books. I, I haven't even seen the movies, but I do know that J.K. Rowling, who wrote the books, talked about how that symbol, I think it's called the Deathly Hollow symbol. It's a circle with the triangle in it. Um, she, she actually received that as a Freemason symbol that, that came to her on the subconscious level. That's what she said in an interview. And now they've got this, you know, and, and the books trans, uh, transgress through, uh, or pr- sorry, progress through small-time magic to Raising the Dead. They have shows like The Magicians and Fantastic Beasts. And now they've got a new book uh, that's talking about the history of magic. It's a Harry Potter book and the history of magic where they go through these actual occult magic practitioners, which is what I've been saying. What I've been arguing is that there's this ancient lineage of, of esoteric knowledge and they're they're just now trying to get the masses to accept it because for hundreds of years it went underground because of the uh, Christian church persecuted them and you have the you know, witchcraft trials and all that. But now there it's is a resurgence in these old pagan practices. Yeah, uh totally even it changes even the way i look at like like the red hot chili peppers their blood sugar sex magic and i was like oh shit like blood you know who knows about if there was some type of even like a ritual sacrifice or you know and then the magic part and it it kind of uh changes the way i i look at a little bit of even what uh what the music i used to like even growing up you know yeah they used they even used the k because alistair crowley who was this, you know, big time occultist? A lot of people are probably familiar with him, but he's the one that put the K at the end of magic uh, because it's the thirteenth uh-huh. letter of the alphabet and it differentiated it from stage magic. And yeah, on that Red Hot Chili Peppers album, they have it with the K. Like they knew, they knew what the difference was, and they put that on there on purpose. Exactly. Okay. So I even see, I was going to ask you, like, I notice a lot of the, you know, some of the quote unquote Illuminati symbolism that I think a little bit is more mainstream is like, you know, the, the all seeing eye, which is kind of, you know, people covering their eye in photo shoots, you know, where you just see one eye, which is, or, you know, what, not, not like the letter eye, but your actual physical eye. Um, the other thing is like when people, you know, put their, uh, their finger up to their lips, like they're telling a secret, um, you know, obviously we can see the triangle, uh, but I, I see that even happening at like, you know, at Target, I see a lot of their photos or, you know, the, the main pictures and everything like that um, of models that are like deliberately covering their eye or doing some of those things. You know, in your mind, does that mean that corporations are in on kind of the overall big structure or am I just like even crazier than everyone thinks I am? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think they are. I think that <laughs> the uh, <laughs> I think they are because well, and why this is happening? They're they're charging they're charging a, an energy. They're creating a force by doing this. Um, and you, and again, you got to go back to the occult literature. Go back to Plato and his talk about archaic remnants. You go to 
uh, Sigmund Freud and Carl Jung and Joseph Campbell talking about collective unconsciousness. Um, and you could even talk, J, you know, J.K. Rowling knew about this. She talks about this subconscious level. It's all it all relates to this idea that there's a hidden realm. And if you look at an occultist named Eliphas Levy, he wrote a book called Transcendental Magic, where he talks about this magnetic chain. And what the magnetic chain means is to induce um, opinions and symbols to represent a certain force. And these these symbols and these signs, they'll propagate and then they obtain their own force. So the question is, what is the force being propagated here? And to me, it's some kind of Luciferian agenda of uh, this new world order that the occultists want us to live in. So when when you see artists doing covering up the one eye, you know, 10, 20 years ago, you see people doing it and no one was really talking about it. But, you know, nobody does that. When you take photo, family photos, like nobody's covering up one of their eyes. It's right. craziness, right? And nowadays, I, you know, young people, they, like you said earlier in the show, it's, it's sort of mainstream now that like, oh, covering the one eye Illuminati. And that's as far as people take it. And they think it's a joke. And then they do it. They emulate it. And they're giving more power to this force. And, you know, I don't, I don't know that the artists doing it because they believe in it or if they're told to do it. Two chains talked about how in one of his videos he had symbols and he said, "Look, I was just doing what the director said to do." They said, "Go rap in front of this stuff," and that's what I'm doing. I know. Will you look at Mac Miller's latest photo? The last photo before his death was, you know, him covering his eye. And so, if, like to me, that's a sign. I mean, I, I don't want to. I want to be mindful because our, our our audience is not, you know, uh, some people might I, I want to be sensitive to people's feelings and stuff like that but i also to me that's almost a sign that i'm like oh did did was mac miller um a ritual sacrifice <laughs> and you know that's, i guess i, I, I don't want to be like yeah 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 so I, I feel like you'll see these things of people kind of like these symbols and then when they die or pass away um you know, I really actually turned to your podcast a lot for a lot of your takes on on who, you know, what it has been like a ritual sacrifice or and, and why would, you know, why would the Illuminati do a ritual sacrifice? Like what what's that about? Um, well, you know, when you talk about these artists and why they why would they why they would get involved with some kind of form of sacrifice, it's again, you gotta look at the old pagan religions like um, you know, back in in the uh you know i don't know 2000 bc you had the canaanites they would sacrifice babies to moloch this horned deity which is perpetuated through a symbol of the rock and roll horns but the um the idea is that again there's this hidden realm and you can do an energetic exchange uh trading trading the the energy of life force of someone you you know and love is, is a pretty large sacrifice to give up to this, whatever their God is, whatever this universal consciousness, whatever they're calling it. Um, if you look at Peter Lavenda, he wrote a book called the dark Lord. And in it, he talks about these various cultures and how uh, all these occultists sort of play with this, um, this realm. And he talks about, there's a guy named Kenneth Grant, who was a, 
magic practitioner and occultist who took o- took over after Crowley's death. He started what they called the Typhonian Order of the T- Templi Orientis. I'm probably losing half your audience. <laughs> but, I was just going to anyway, say, this yeah, guy. The three people that this we still guy. have that are listening <laughs> are now like, what the There's fuck? This- yeah. There was this real cheeky guy and he was being naughty and uh, he, he was this guy talked about he talked about the mauve zone hidden realm that they say is the source of all human creativity so when you see these artists doing these sort of dark practices there is a legit uh, belief that making contact with these dark forces and and dabbling into evil can be a source of great potential for creativity, which is, of course, what these artists are looking to do. That's their job. Um, and this this zone, it's it's in this this uh, sort of subconscious realm. And Kenneth Grant called it the source of artistic impulses. And you can, and he said that you make contact with divine and demonic forces in this zone. So again when these artists lose their mind or start doing weird stuff or they get quote unquote dehydrated and break down, it could be that they are trying to tap into some creative portal. They're making contact with these forces and it's got an effect, right? You, you watch these movies with these, they get possessed by demons and like, I'm sorry, but that stuff's real. These, these ghost hunters making contact with these, these entities talking to them on the EVP that's real. I, I know that because I've done it myself back in the late nineties. I had a friend who was in a ghost hunter group and he was telling, and this is before it was like on TV. Right. And he was telling me about, he had this little uh, digital cassette recorder and he was playing this these voices. And I said, you're crazy, bro. And, and he, and I went with him a few times and we were talking to my girlfriend's deceased grandfather on one of the EVPs. Then all this weird stuff started happening at that house and these marks were being put on the walls. And I mean, it's oh my nuts. but anyways, anyway, all this weird occult stuff of contacting entities in another dimension is a hundred percent true. And it's arguable that these artists are doing it better improve their craft. Yeah. And I think that's why someone like a Taylor Swift, yeah, Taylor Swift or a Beyonce has almost this like, god goddess like energy you know they're able to kind of do things in my mind that like normal typical uh humans on our our plane of being a human like can't do you know so i almost think it's this like circle of they do this and then it gives them this a little bit of like a power um of just either more energy or more even more talent or even more charisma you know so i want to jump in here because i really haven't been talking i want to listen and understand what you guys are saying yes Bo, please i'm so sorry i'm just so excited yes please uh my main question maybe after what i've heard so far is in your mind is the illuminati bad you know that's the million dollar question uh i've gone back and forth with this and people that have followed my stuff since the beginning know that this is kind of a, a, I've gone back and forth in the sense that like when I first found out about all this, I thought, Oh my God, it's evil. It's, it's Luciferian. Then I've looked at some of the practices and ideas that they've, they've got like, um, like differentiation. And I've actually gone through my own personal uh, therapy and counseling. Uh, Cause my father passed away several years ago and I went through, um, a whole process with that and turned out i was going through a process of differentiation 
Um, <laughs> and a lot of a lot of the stuff that I read in the occult literature has very applicable uh, purposes for, for making one's life better. Okay, so I yeah. hate to throw the yeah. baby out with the bathwater and say it's all evil and it's all wrong. On the other hand, I think that if someone doesn't realize what's happening, they can find themselves in over their head at some point. Uh, like I know, for instance, that I'm not going to be reversing my Kundalini spirit uh, serpent. I'm not going to make contact with entities from another dimension. I know I I don't ghost hunt anymore. Um, you know, there's mm -hmm. there's things that because because people don't think this stuff is real because that's what our science our new religion is science and that's what science says and while science has its place and I I you know various elements of it it's it is definitely a tool um I I I fear that people take take the science idea and say well there's no there's no other dimension there's no other realm uh, and and I use I I use one example to kind of like prove my point and it's look at the electromagnetic frequency range and the visible light spectrum on that range is very tiny. It's a slice out of there. And then on either side of that slice, you've got um, X-rays and gamma rays, and we use tools to see you know, X-rays or whatever. Uh, but then you've got this almost infinite wide spectrum that we have no idea what's happening. And to me, I, I, I think it's, it's, a, a disservice for scientists to say that there's no such thing as some kind of afterlife or other world. I don't think we can even understand and know. Like nobody can know. Like, and that's mm -hmm. why I my 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 main thing is like, let's say Beyonce is part of something. Let's say she covers her eye and she holds up her hands in the shape of a triangle. Am I to like? Are you guys suggesting that then Beyonce is somehow like? in this link of some higher more important uh version of ourselves that this other dimension like is beyonce the the portal in which we are are to understand the next level of humanity like I'm, i get a little confused not on the uh, the bigger idea that actually the bigger idea is like well yeah i don't know so there's there's an infinite amount of possibility of like questions and answers but when well, especially when Meryl starts talking about lizard people and Beyonce covering <laughs> her eye and having that mean something. I'm like, well, wait a minute. Like what, what big link is that? And how does that help uh, the Illuminati really uh, exercise this new idea to get people well, what, on it? Well, well, what do you think she's doing that for? Why would she cover up one of her eyes, you know, to throw that back as a, as a you know, rebuttal sort of. Sure. What's no, the purpose I appreciate of that. doing that if it's not, you know, and, and my thing is convince me other, my, my thing is like convince me otherwise and the journalists and Buzzfeed and all these other groups, they don't ask these questions. They just joke about it. And it's like, oh, you guys right. are the ones with the access to these celebrities. You ask them the damn question. And I guarantee if they yeah, ask, I know. Beyonce's going to say, yeah, it's because I'm in the Illuminati. Ha ha ha. Right, right. Really though, why are they doing it? You know, I mean, you look at the images and there's just, hundreds and hundreds of images of celebrities doing this and no one ever does this in a picture on facebook or instagram or whatever um well i well, even think of like, there you go Bo. i was just gonna say i kind of think when we talk about the hand over the eye in a photo i think about i've traveled to japan a bunch and something that a lot of teenagers do there is they stick their tongue out close one of their eyes and put up the peace symbol right in their picture 
And it's just something that kids do. It isn't like, it doesn't mean anything other than someone saying YOLO. You know what I mean? In America, I, I'm, I'm really dating myself at that point. <laughs> YOLO or whatever, living my best life. It's like, if, you're, if, if I were to tell you like, well, everyone that says the phrase, I'm living my best life actually has a higher understanding of what's really going on in the world. That's kind of a silly idea on its surface. Now, do I think there's a, a secret society? Do I think, I really do. I really think that there's something going on. It's when I get into that, like, um, Kanye, well, Kanye's crazy, but like, is he crazy because he went under, you know, some sort of demonic spell slash retraining of the brain ultra something? <laughs> I don't know. And it just yeah. seems like you know, there are crazy people in the world. And also I would say like, as an artist, there are times that I come up with an idea because this means that it's like writing a poem. You know, I wrote a poem one time about playing cards, but really it was about a relationship. Now, if you were to read it and go, well, why is he using cards? So he must he must have some sort of like thing, knowledge on the way cards or numbers play in love or something. I don't know. And for me, it was just like card game relationship. That was the idea. So I, I, I wonder if we are looking too far into some of this. Not all of it, but some of it. So, I mean, well, you know, go ahead. Like, so, so to pick on Beyonce a little bit more. She does that rock diamond, but the rock diamond, it doesn't really look like a diamond. It looks more like a triangle, right? Right. And if you look at Anton LaVey, the, the founder of the Church of Satan, he did the same exact symbol. Uh, you know, just, just Google search for Anton LaVey triangle, whatever. Um, and what it is, is in, in, in ritual magic, which is a practice that the Satanists do, is it's the triangle of manifestation where in their belief system, they can conjure you know energy through the triangle while the while the magician stands in a circle they can conjure an energy uh an entity through the, the triangle so the argument is that focus enough wills on something like the triangle manifestation in the the magician beyonce can manifest and on an energetic level something whatever it is is that's that's up to her to decide i don't know what it is fame money i don't know i mean i think it's i think it's fame and money because I, I don't really like her music i don't think it's that good but <laughs> but uh I, that's the argument right and and if you look at anton Levey doing the same thing if you look at hr giger you know he's the guy who created all that alien artwork for the sure. alien films he he talked about how he got in contact with this dark realm again this is coded language for that mob zone that Kenneth Grant was talking about where the source of artistic impulses comes from. And, you know, HR Giger has a, a, a piece of art he made with hands doing that same exact symbol, the same exact sign. So, so what, so what's the, you know, what's the real thing here? What are we, what are we looking at here? Uh, you know, and if you look at a lot of Beyonce's, uh, that lemonade, uh, video, oh my gosh, yeah. I guess it's, multiple videos uh you know she she's doing things like she's she's going underwater which is again the initiation stuff she's tearing up the bible and shoving pages in in to plug her mensis as she says um and 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 what am i supposed to take from that right like and i'm not a real sure. sensational guy like I, like if that's what she wants to do that's fine whatever but like she she's the one that says she was in she started out as a gospel singer and now she's talking about tearing pages out of the bible and and putting them 
inside of her private parts. I don't know. Like, what am, what am I supposed to take from that? Sure. I mean, there, it's, it's pretty hard to deny that there's some symbolism there that, you know, and especially that repetition of symbolism from you know, so many people. So I can understand that. I, yeah. And I was going to say this, even just having the knowledge interests me because, you know, you start to see, oh, look who's playing the Super Bowl. Look who's featured at the Met Gala. Like, you know, the AMAs, the American Music Awards. I think a lot of these things like are there to entertain us, but I mean, maybe Isaac, you feel differently, but I feel like they also are there to kind of give reverence to, um, you know, the insider. It's it's a good to me. It's like an Illuminati Illuminati party, and I'm basically just like watching it unfold. Maybe you are. Maybe that is just a group of people who are on the ends. You know, I think yeah. it's like any any group that decides like, oh, hey, we're all we all like playing chess, so we're in a chess group, and then all of a sudden. You invite those people over to your house and whatever. You know what I mean? It's like the group of the in the in kind of thing. Exactly. But but what also gets to me is when I see my friends and family like get upset and get emotional about uh you know, some some of the recent celebrity deaths, which I, you know, some some I have question of whether they are really mental illness or whether they were sacrifices or whatever. Like who? Um Maybe Chris Cornell. Uh, let's see. I also wrote down. I mean, I, I don't. I, I know Robin Williams suffered from depression, but like another one, um, uh, the the lead singer of the Cranberries, X X X Tension. Like a, a few of these, where I see like fans and people mourn the death, and I just don't like that feeling of being like duped. Of you know, it's almost like they they play us like we're like a violin of of you know. My question is then, what are they playing on you? Like, what is it? Um. So, okay, I don't want to be offensive, but like some events that I think, and this is kind of the Alex Jones things, but when I think like events that may be staged or a hoax or um, filled with crisis actors and I see people get emotional about it and donating their money to it, and um, that makes me feel like a certain way. Does that make any sense or not really? I want to ask Isaac. Yeah, Isaac, help. See, this is why no one believes me. Well, you know, this whole conspiracy realm is it's multifaceted. There's a lot to know, and, and it's not an easy conversation. Uh, but anyways, what's the, what was the sort of root question there? The, the main question, I guess, is like part of the reason I'm interested in, um, in this realm is because it helps me digest the news in a non-reactive and more thought-out manner, quote-unquote. <laughs> like, like, don't you see news differently now? Yeah, and, and as as much as I dislike Donald Trump, uh, when he talks about the fake news thing, he's not entirely wrong. You know? And you know, the, when they say like history is written by the victors, like there's a little bit of that that goes on. There's a lot of corporate interest involved. So, like when I watch the news, I I question a lot of the reality of it. And I'm not saying like we shouldn't listen to the news and just come up with our own ideas of what reality is and what, what happened in history. Um, but I do, I do question a lot of, a lot of the official stories that come out. Like, um, uh, you know, I had a friend who worked in a, a jail and she told me that like, she's like, yeah, it's weird. It's like, there's these people that come in and there's the whole story that I'll hear the cop, I'll hear the cop actually tell the reporters because the news reporters will come in to get stories. And then I'll see it on the news. And what the, I heard the cops say to the reporter, like it was completely different than what they actually said. On the news. And there's a lot of things going on there. There's a lot uh, of like, yeah. you know, uh -huh. 
if it bleeds, it leads. You got to have sensationalism to get people's attention. There's a 24 hour news cycle. Uh, you know, it's a pretty toxic environment. And now, and on top of it all, it's very uh, hyper partisan now. And, exactly. And, and, and when me- I see people, when I see people donating money to like the Manchester bombing victims, you know, I, I know that probably happened, and you know, there probably was victims, and but like. I just <laughs> I, I like how you keep saying probably like it, uh, it, it shows that you really aren't sure you don't it, sh- it shows that I actually don't think but I, I'm trying to not be completely yeah. sane to like you know hurt people's feelings or be really I mean there uh, are so many there's so many things that happen in the world and we really can't know if it is true or not true we have to trust most of what is told to us you can't know everything you can't be everywhere we all realize that no um yeah and so, and and Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, please. You go ahead. I, I was going to say, and to me, um, you know, it's Carl Sagan said, keep an open mind, but don't let your brains fall out. Like I take a little bit of that. With, <laughs> mm-hmm. Things have to, they have to pass the smell test. Right. And it's like, like with like, for instance, we could look at this pipe bomb situation going on where they, they sent pipe bombs to all these liberals. And, you know, I, I'm, I don't, listen to Alex Jones, but I'm confident he's, he's trying to come up with some angle that it's some fake liberal conspiracy and uh, it's all staged to uh, whatever. I don't know what, but um, right. To me, like, it's like, okay, if all the news organizations are saying this happened and uh, you've got some, you've got pictures of it. Um, does that seem realistic that that could happen in today's hyper-partisan world? Absolutely. I mean, Donald Trump gets on there and says inflammatory stuff all the time. And he's got a lot of fringy people that follow him. So, like, is this possible? Yeah. Or, but you know, it could be possible that the FBI or the or whoever, you know, is staging this. It's possible. I'm not saying that's. It's not like they've never done that before. Um, but like to me, the smell test is yeah. That the, the pipe bomb thing probably happened. There's probably some nut, and unfortunately, I think he's in the conspiracy community um, that that did this stupid thing and. Uh, but yeah, and and it's like with the Sandy Hook thing and the and all the school shootings. Like, I don't know, man. Like, no. I know, I know. And that's where that's where. To be honest, I, I feel like our people probably uh, will like throw me into a wall if I say some of my real my real thoughts. But <laughs> well, actually, um, that, that brings me to something, Meryl. Uh, I would really like for you. I know you put together a lightning round of yes. things that we wanted to ask Isaac. <laughs> Uh, could we go through a list of things, Isaac, and just um, kind of get your quick take on them? Okay, so the first thing is, do you think people are, are, are there rip- reptilians? Yes, next question. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, again, this is like one of those fringy things. Like, in theory, is it possible? Yeah. I've, I haven't seen or read enough to make me personally believe it. No, I don't think there's actually reptilians. Yes. Okay. Tupac is he like uh, living in like next door to you, or or he's dead? I think he's still alive. <laughs> I know that's crazy, Damn. but like. I don't know. Okay. So like, I don't know that he's alive in the sense that like I would put my, my, you know, paycheck on it, but the official story doesn't make sense to me. You don't get shot and killed on the Las right off the Las Vegas strip on a Saturday night 
and there's no camera footage. No one knows who did it. They can't figure it out. That doesn't make sense. It doesn't add up. Okay, perfect. Next, cloning centers. Real? Not true? <laughs> uh, you know, I had a guest on that, that's, that, that believes in that stuff. I haven't personally seen enough to make me believe. There's not enough evidence for me to believe that. Okay. Um, did we really land on the moon? The moon's not even real. What? The moon is not real. <laughs> no way. That thing is supposed to be 240,000 miles away. I could see the Tycho crater with my plain eyes. And uh, yeah, that don't make sense to me. I, oh my God. I love you so much. <laughs> no, I don't know. I mean, I, I think there's a moon up there. I question, I question how it got to where it got, because even the scientists don't know how it got to where it got. It's, it's the largest non-man-made satellite in the solar system that is at the location that it's at. It's it's exactly at, you know, because we have the, the lunar eclipses, it has to be precisely, I think, I don't know what the number is off the top of my head, but like it's it's got to be 200 times smaller than the Earth because the sun is 200 times further away. Like it's some weird number that has to line up precisely for that lunar eclipse to happen something's up with it i don't know okay. what did we land on the moon we'll, we'll keep our eye on it i love this okay that's a maybe uh the final one for you paul mccartney did he die and is it really fall mccartney now no oh, i don't know enough about paul mccartney i'm not even a beatles fan i'll have to pass <laughs> on i'm sorry <laughs> i have one i have one last one pizza game yes oh don't make me go on record with that one that one's you know that's dangerous territory I mean, real talk i don't I, I could talk about that way more than I do, but to me, that is poking the, the underbelly of the big beast. Um, You're not eating any walnut sauce. No, that's exactly. Again, okay. it, it, it goes upon our mainstream media failing us. Where are these supposed journalists to say, yeah, anyways, by the way, what is walnut sauce? And why are you talking about maps on handkerchiefs? Like that, it, sorry, that doesn't make any sense. I want an explanation until I get an explanation. I got to believe that that pizza thing could be real. Exactly. Okay. And then one, one bonus one, um, tell us just like a five second thing about your Kubrick's code and what that is and where people can find even that. Cause that's really interesting to, to both Bo and I. Oh yeah. So the idea is that Stanley Kubrick had some affiliations with this Illuminati group we've been talking about and he killed clues and methods in his various films and I did a project, a book and three hour video that goes through four main films, 2001 A Space Odyssey, The Shining, uh, Clockwork Orange and Eyes Wide Shut. Each one has a role to play in the big Illuminati agenda. 2001, of course, is a very esoteric film. It's all about this um, evolution of mankind. And if you read the books, uh, because there's like four sequels, I've read all the books, you find that ultimately the main goal is to make contact with aliens and the aliens will evolve mankind into, into God. So yeah, that's, that's the uh, five second spiel on it. Oh my gosh. Okay. I, I really like, I'm a fan of yours forever and ever. And like, thank you for the work that you do too, because I know it's easy to feel probably intimidated or bullied by, you know, the fact that like you talk about such sensitive uh, material. So where can people find, you know, the podcast and just kind of say where people can find you. Okay. So, so because I have been banned from YouTube, uh, I, I get paranoid about this kind of thing. So 
The best way to get a hold of me is IlluminatiWatcher.com. If you sign up for the free email newsletter, that's just me. It's not some corporate thing. Um, mm-hmm. That is the best way to stay in contact because uh, the website is something I fully have control over. Uh, I do have that podcast. I question how long that will last before they shut it down. Oh my gosh, I will you cry. Know? That's like one of my favorite things in life. <laughs> yeah, people love it. And I'm really I'm really getting into it lately. So that'll, that'll make me cry too. Uh, but yeah, I've got the podcasts. Uh, I'm on all the socials. I just started a new YouTube channel. I suspect they're going to shut it down once they realize it's me because I was given a, a cease and desist order on my last channel that said I'm not allowed to open up a new channel under any new names or anything. But Oh, my gosh. Well, whatever monikers you use next, just text me where, where, what your next name is and I can <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, the, find the, the YouTube channel is just my name, Isaac Weishaupt, which isn't my real name, by the way, cool. for anyone out there who's like, Oh, this guy's in the Bavarian Illuminati. No, that's, that's totally not my real name. It's terrible pseudonym I came up with. So, well, thank you. You're awesome. And we'll talk to you soon. And that was Isaac. <laughs> <laughs> oh what a good episode i feel like i can run a marathon i can talk we can talk to isaac all day every day we're gonna die so yeah we, i hope that you see like sean mendez differently now i hope you look at here's Rihanna what i learned what i learned from this is that uh yes there could be something but nobody knows what it really is and why that's what i know I, because listen yeah. there isn't this uh group of people uh grabbing the gears and buttons and turning them so that Beyonce makes her next great record and sells a billion copies for what? For what? To so that I go, I kind of want to be in the Illuminati. I'm never going to be asked to be in the Illuminati. No, to like control us. Control me how? So we like buy a certain thing and think a certain way and okay. it's mind control. So I learned also it's good. And here we go all over again. Well, I, my takeaway is that you can have thoughts and ideas and then to back them up with knowledge like yeah. makes it well more... i mean if i mean if you think about this like that's just good advertising right yeah like who's ordering a pumpkin a pumpkin spice latte in june nobody because they tell you when it's time to have it exactly and then you do i am a sheeple i go to you Sephora. are a sheeple. I am a sheeple and then you get all mad that they're a sheeple call me meryl sheep i'm just gonna call you sheeple <laughs> okay well Thank you guys so much. I got to go do some homework with this guy's fucking podcast. And his... Do it. Yeah. Do it, do it, do it. And as you guys are <laughs> walking around Target, what? just start to notice the signs. I will be posting a lot of signs on our Insta story. So if no, you want to see won't. where to begin. She's going to do that on her own shit, not on campfire It's like a shit. scavenger hunt, you no, guys. No, it's not. I think you need to take a nap. Okay. And your medicine. <laughs> we love you, but. 20 grams of the truth every day. Thanks again, Isaac. And thank you guys. Thank you guys. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Say it real. Say it. It real. (laughs) Bye. This episode of Campfire Shit Show was produced by Bo Hufford and Meryl Climo. It was edited by Bo Hufford, and the theme song was produced by me, your friendly camp counselor, Jeremy Stock. Hey, campers, if you want to be the next camper of the week, email campfireshitshow at gmail.com. Say hi to Bo and Merrill on Instagram at Campfire Shit Show. And please don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. Good night, kids. Sleep tight.